This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Morning, Dion. Um, some uh, uh, golden syrup and tomato sauce for you yeah. on your sandwich? Amazingly, on Sunday, yeah. uh, after church, we had uh, we had pancakes. Uh, well, some people call them pancakes. I don't know what other... They're, they're sort of not big flat pancakes, little yeah. round ones. Oh, like are, uh, what are they called? The flapjacks. Flapjacks. Flapjacks, yeah. we had that. And, oh, my favorite is uh, Marmite and syrup. That's salt. That's so lekker. There you go. Oh, my goodness. So we've had Leomi here said she's done that as well. Bovril is her choice, mixing up with something sweet like honey. I, I couldn't possibly do that. So, uh, That's wonderful. Yeah, you're That's wonderful. Wonderful. so you see, we don't have to always be sophisticated just because we're a professor. Am I right, Dion? <laughs> Listen, Brad, that is sophisticated. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I grew up in, in Boxburg. Uh-huh. The only culture I got came from yogurt, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's funny. So, Dion, you know, this has been a weird time. It always feels like every week something unusual is going on in the world or in South Africa that we somehow need to justify. But here we've been in a, in a bit of a mix-up in terms of what's, what's happening in uh, the KwaZulu-Natal and Gauteng. We're having our own struggles here in the Western Cape for people just wanting to get to work. And that's outside of the fact that we're actually still in the middle of a pandemic that seems like when do we get out on the other side of this dark tunnel? And then there's other personal stuff everybody's concerned about. Then there's salvation, which I guess should be on the top of the pile. It's like this washing machine of stuff we have to focus on, we have to remember, we have to take to heart, and it just feels so overwhelming it's easy to feel hopeless, even for those of us that profess Christ. Brad, and, and I mean, I can understand that, and I'm sure like all of our listeners, um, there have times in, in the last year, you know, where I've really, you know, got to a point where I've had to say, Lord, please, you know, step in here, uh, help us, help me. You know, I'm, I'm feeling a bit uh, out of control here, mm. and uh, please, Lord, we need you now. And, and you know, I, I think it's okay. I mean, we need, to, we need to, be, to be honest about those feelings. But, of course, the, the other side of, of that particular conversation is also to recognize that um, we should lose hope if we think everything depends on us. We should exactly. lose, lose hope if we think everything depends on our earthly systems, our governments, our economic uh, systems. You know, if, if, if that's all you're putting your hope in, oh, my mm. goodness, you know, you, you are far braver than I am. But for those of us who profess Christ, who, who recognize that the God who was present in love, in power, before the creation of the very first atom, the God who will always be present in love, in power, into all of eternity is, is with us right now. Then, then we have a source for hope. You know, we, we, we can rest on something which is far bigger than ourselves. You know, I, I read a, a number of, of daily devotionals, and in one of the ones that I was reading this week, yeah. um, the, the passage that was reflected on was from Romans chapter 15. And verse 13 of Romans 15 stood out for me. It says this, listen to this. It says, may the God of hope, so that's, that's a good place to start. So not your hope, not an economic hope, not a political hope, but where may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, Brad, that, that, 
that said a couple of things to me. First of all, it said to me, keep, keep your eyes on Christ. Keep your eyes on God, who is the perfecter and the author of all things that are good and true and right. Um, God is not surprised. God is not overwhelmed. God is not caught unawares. God is not lacking resources. Mm. You know, this God whom we serve uh, knows exactly what's going on and, and knows how to deal with it. And what's even more wonderful, this God has a perfect place, a perfect plan for you mm. as, as you're listening today. God knows exactly where you fit into all of this. And, and, and that's the first thing to hold on to. The second thing, of course, is that it says there that, that may the God of hope, so that's that God, fill you with joy and peace when? When you trust in Him, when you place your, your trust and your hope in Him, when you, when you turn to that God and say, okay, Lord, I'm not quite sure what to say. I'm not quite sure what to do. But, but I want to feel the way you want me to feel. I want to act you want me to act. And, and I know, Lord, that when I do that, when I do the simple things, mm-hmm. uh, I can trust in you. Now, Brad, I, I, I've mentioned this before, but I, I don't really like to, to talk about this. But I was conscripted in, into the army yes. uh, you know, as, as a young man. And, and I was trained in a, in a particular uh, branch of the army that you know, required one to, to do you know, <laughs> rather rather strange things. I, I was trained, you know, in Bloemfontein at, mm. at uh, you know, one parachute battalion. And one of the things they always taught us there is, you know, the moment you leave that plane, uh, you know, and we, we often did a lot of, of uh, you know, jumps with canopies that were not steerable. They said, look, you can't control everything that's going on around you, but all you need to be able to control is six feet above you, six feet below you, mm. and six feet around you. Become conscious of what you've got control over around you. And, and take control of that, you know, be responsible for that. And I, that's been very, very good advice for me throughout my life. Um, a friend of mine recently summed it up. He said, mm-hmm. we must pray that the Lord softens our hearts and hardens our feet. Softens mm-hmm. our hearts and hardens our feet. So give us compassion. Give us an awareness of one another. Make us recognize that other people are hurting just as we are. And let's be compassionate. But let's also have hard feet. Let's be willing to do the hard work ourselves. Um, this little saying is, is sometimes attributed to Tertullian, the, the, the early African church father. I'm not mm. sure if it came from him, but it says, pray as if everything depends on God and act as if everything depends on you. And yeah. I think that's good advice. You know, recognize God is in control, but that you also have a role to play. And then I can guarantee you, friends, the hope that comes from God will give us joy and peace. Something that we really, really need to hear I sometimes struggle with that last thing that you've just mentioned. I say it publicly because I feel other people do as well. Sometimes feel like I'm waiting for God to do something and then forget where, get confused as to where the line is because I don't want to get involved and mess things up if God is in the process of doing something. So I find, I find that quite confusing. You know, someone also used that same analogy of, of rowing a boat in a, in a heavy sea. You know, you've got to pray as if rowing isn't going to get you through the storm, but you need to, you know, pray as if the rowing won't work, but row as if praying won't work. And I've, I've, <laughs> and, and I've struggled with that, to be honest. I don't know if anybody else, like, where's God's sovereignty and the actual, what he's going to do in a circumstance and me? I don't want to do so much in my flesh that I mess this whole thing up. So I find that quite confusing, personally. You know, Brad, and, and I think that's why, um, you know, spiritual discipline is, is so important. I mean, learning every day to lean into your faith, mm. learning to, 
to listen for the voice of God in the midst of the many other voices, the inner voices of our fears, the outer voices of, you know, uh, uh, you know, politicians yeah. and populist leaders and the media. We, we, it takes discipline. It takes the daily discipline of saying, Lord, I want to, I want to learn more and more to, to, to hear your voice. And of yeah. course, that only comes through studying the scriptures, through, through, through really, really deep times of, of prayer. And prayer is just listening, soaking in the presence of God, of being in community with others who, who themselves are, are, are mature and, and listening for the Lord. So, so the spiritual disciplines count. I mean, it's, it, you know, it's one of those things. I'm busy training now for the Cape Town Marathon yes. in, in October. And yesterday it was raining, and I had to say to myself, well, if on the, the 16th of October I want to have a good marathon, I have to go out in the, in the rain and run today. Mm. The discipline today will make it easier tomorrow. So, so just to encourage you, to encourage our listeners, and to remind myself, those, those spiritual disciplines, you know, they're, they're like a, a spiritual muscle. The more we exercise them, mm. the clearer it becomes what God is doing, what God wants us to do, and, and where we can step back, where we can take our hands off the wheel and say, Lord, you're in charge here. We like that. That's the voice of Professor Dion Foster, Head of Department of Systematic Theology and Ecclesiology, also the Director of the Bayes Nordia for, uh, Center for Public Theology. Dion, we love hanging out with you, but that's all the time we've got. Off you go to have a beautiful Thursday. Do stay warm, and if you are working from home, you must stay in your slippers, okay? It's a rule now. <laughs> Amen. They're on. I'm keeping okay. them on. Thanks, Brad. Have a pleasant day. And you. Bye-bye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit. 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.